0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church on a beautiful Friday morning. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Everything's blooming everything is uh... just uh... springing forth here in spring and and beginning to to burst out and, and uh... as well as everybody's allergies but praise be to god for another spring that rolls around and and newness of life begins to happen it always every year reminds me of the the newness of life that we have in christ that spring forth out of things that appear to be dead And uh, it's just a daily reminder that we are being in the inner man renewed day by day. And that brings us to our subject that we began last Friday morning. And this session, these sessions are now entitled The Hidden Inner Man. And I'm just thrilled by what the Lord is showing me in the great truths of his word, and we're going to see some some great things today. I believe that we are. He's always faithful to give those who he's been able to bring back to the a focus of his great redemption plan to focus through what his son did for us at Calvary, and there is where the light of all that God's word is begins to shine into our hearts. So all of God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And it's his righteousness that he's given unto us, imputed unto us, that has become our light. And that's found in Psalms 37, 6. Our righteousness is as the light. And so as we look at God's Word in its righteous context, we move from the milk of God's Word to the meat of God's Word, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, becoming more skillful, experienced in the Word of righteousness, which means that we look at everything in the Bible, not just because we got saved through the blood, but we look at every single jot and tittle in the light of the cross. Because if we don't, we do not have the light of God. We can read it and get some natural interpretation, but the light of God's word that we have that he says is for a lamp unto our feet and a light for our path is because we know the path is a path of righteousness, we have to look... Always in everything in the Bible through the gospel, through the gospel, not just because of the gospel, but through the gospel, because God's righteousness, that means the light of who we are in Christ, who He is in us, is only revealed in the gospel. If every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness, and His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, then that means every word God has ever spoken must be seen in the context of the gospel. So that is a scriptural basis for why we must always talk about the cross, yes. We must become determined to know nothing other than the cross Christ and him crucified. The Bible says, God forbid that we glory in anything other. Why? Because it's only that that we behold that we are being made into the image of. The Bible says in uh, uh, Romans chapter 6 verse four, that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory. From the dead by the glory. Why don't you just say that this morning? From the dead by the glory of the Father. From a place of death on Calvary's cross where he was glorified and God glorified his name from the place of death. He was raised from the dead by the glory of the that happened, the glory of God, the brightness of God's glory that took place at the cross. He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. And this is why once you learn, and I don't mean hear it, once you learn it, accept it, and subject yourself to the reality of this truth that you're being made conformable unto the death of Christ because that is the glorious thing that happened by God among men for men, that is the glory that you better be beholden, or because that is what you're being changed into by the Spirit of the Lord that humble, meek, and obedient nature of the Lamb. Uh, listen. That's 2 Corinthians 3.18. That's the glory that we behold, that we're being changed into that same image there. And Philippians 3.10 bears witness as to what that glorious image is. It's the death of the Lamb. Amen. So when Romans 8 and 29 says that we're being conformed into the image of His Son, that is what that means. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're hearing this today with scriptural evidence so that you no longer have to pretend and assume and presume and just make believe and and be confused about everything. No need for confusion. We have God's Word. He authored His Word. He is the author and the finisher of our faith through, by which comes from his word, and he's not the author of confusion, so there's nothing confusing about what God has said. Where the confusion comes in is in our ignorance or our ignoring or our mixture with God's words or us using God's word outside of this context that we're talking about this morning, and when we do, then we end up confused because we've got light trying to be mixed with darkness, and and let me tell you something. When there's a mixture of light and darkness, uh, it don't work. It doesn't work. And so there are no hazy places and no shadows of turning within our God. There's no darkness, the Bible says, in him at all. And we're in Christ. So glory to God. What a great intro this morning to to find ourselves scripturally based, to stand still now knowing these things that you've heard. Some of you may be watching us for the first time and hearing these things that should have been talked about for the last 2,000 years and focused on for the last 2,000 years. But they're not money makers. They're not popularity makers. So uh, the way of the cross is not a big money maker. If you just stick with the cross and you don't try to bring all these other things in to help the people be able to uh, have a fleshly desire to give finances to or to follow you, you'll find out what I'm talking about. And God's raising up men and women, even young across the land today, young folks learning to be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified regardless of what money comes in, regardless of if they've got a little old 10 out here they're meeting in instead of a big cathedral across the... Listen, we've got the message of power, the message of light, uh, the message that brings God's presence and allows God to work. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory be to God. And and, and what we're studying now and, and, and giving a little more focus to is that there's more to us as God's people than meets the eye. And I'm not talking about in some elevated way above people. I'm talking about we, we have within these very vessels we have the law of sin at work. We have the flesh striving against the new spirit and the new heart that we've been given as God's children Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. We have as new covenant children God putting his uh, laws in our hearts and writing them in our minds but yet we 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 still have this controversy going on within us this striving of flesh and spirit we've got a sin nature that can be revived if we're found trusting at any time I don't care what these people say about it, it's hard to revive the sin nature, it's as easy to revive the sin nature as going out there and thinking you're going to get deliverance from something you say or something you do because that is the sin nature at work, come on now somebody The, the more you reject listening to those who are preaching and teaching God's word in the light of the cross the less you're going to grow the less you're going to learn and what you should be learning you're not going to be learning while preachers are all caught up in church history might I ask what good is it doing you need to be learning the truths that the Holy Spirit can guide you in today apply to your heart so that you can be a greater witness to your God and a greater testimony to all those that know you. I don't listen to all these most popular, uh, most likely to succeed. I don't listen to all this. If they are not proclaiming God's word in the light in which it was written, I do not listen to them. I do not need to know everything that men thinks they need to know. We need to know the Lord. We need to know how to trust the Lord and we don't because we say we do or we think we do. We do trust the Lord when our faith is in the only thing He's given us to be able to trust Him and that is his son and his son's sacrifice. So let's look this morning. Let's go ahead and get started. My goodness, we've already said enough. We could shut it down right now. We've put enough meat on the table this morning for mostly all Christians could go away and think about what they've already heard this morning on the broadcast that would change their lives. It would change their ministries. But because most can't receive just the simple truth unless it's coming from certain individuals meaning they're really still not receiving the truth then they'll always struggle. Jesus said to those religious wolves of Israel how can you believe if you're seeking honor that comes from men instead of the honor that comes from God? We always will have a problem seeing and hearing and seeing and believing properly if we're seeking that which only men can give. And that is a huge problem in the church. And it's an outward fleshly carnal thing. It has nothing to do with the inner man that we're going to be discussing some more today. So let's look at our if you will, springboard scripture, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. I'll give you time to get your Bible unless you're driving or working. If you're sitting there, bring it up on your phone or go get your... Your Bible there, you need to look at these things. Don't just listen to me as you'd listen to 30 other preachers this week. Get your Bible and behold these things written for you in your Bible. It will do better for you if your eyes look at what you're hearing. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Remember, we've been given a new spirit. We've been given a new heart. Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. The new covenant provides that. The new covenant also provides the Lord a place to put his word now in that new heart, to write him in that new mind. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ we have the mind of Christ. We've been given a new heart and a new spirit. Within the new heart and the new spirit is that soul that's been saved, is, is, is that mind now. But in, inside that new heart and that new spirit is the mind that God can communicate with and literally write His words of life and liberty inside our minds. And that's why the Apostle Paul said with with my mind I I, I serve the law of God. That mind that God can now write to you but, but there's something else. With my flesh I serve the law of sin. So we've got to learn as Christians to differentiate to recognize when it's the flesh trying to take over and dominate instead of allowing that new and hidden inner man to be renewed each and every day. And the Bible says, though the outward man perish, the inner man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. So we've got to learn to recognize the difference so that one, the right one, can be allowed through our choice to serve God. And the only way he can be served, you'll find it in Romans chapter 6, is in righteousness. We serve sin unto death. That means the sin nature unto death, where the inward man is desperately weakened and needing to be strengthened. And we'll read that scripture today too, where Paul in Ephesians 3:16 prayed that our inner man be strengthened with might by the Spirit of God. so And and we talked a little bit about that last week. But to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, it's kindergarten, folks. You go back to where God made you new, gave you that new mind, gave you that new heart, that new spirit that the mind is all wrapped up in, that saved soul. And all those things are comprised, there, there, there is one there is one and it's far deeper than I could ever explain. We hear good comments about the soul and the spirit, but really it's really a saved soul. We 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 lo- we, we lost our souls, we lost our lives initially so that we could find our lives in Christ Jesus. But even that scripture is not just about a born-again experience. We daily choose to lose our lives that we might gain the life of Christ. That's the daily denial and taking up of of the cross to be able to follow the one who is life And gives life and promises that if we follow him, we won't walk in darkness. But we will have the light of life. But it doesn't happen because I think it does or I want it to. It happens exclusively day by day if I deny self to take up the cross faith in Christ and Him crucified to be able to follow Him, to be delivered more and more daily from the darkness that tries to cover my heart and and experience in that new and hidden inner man the light of life. The flesh and the sin nature do not experience the light of life. Only the new and hidden inner man. So watch. Be renewed... In the spirit of your mind. That's the spirit of that new mind. The mind of Christ we've been given. And that you put on the new man. When when the Bible says and that, it's not something different here. He's describing the actual experience of being renewed in the spirit of our minds takes place when we put on the new man. The new man. That's who you are in Christ Jesus. Uh, that's not the old man. And the new man has to be put on. If, if he didn't, we wouldn't be being told this. I don't need some deep theological attempt to try to detour my mind from what the Bible says. Put on. That means this new man is is what needs to be being expressed. And we're going to cover that today. That phrase right there, the new man being expressed, is what, is, is what God wants to see. He doesn't want to see our flesh reigning and ruling. He, he wants to see His people living by grace that reigns through righteousness. That means the light being experienced of the glorious gospel of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he says, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is why Romans 6 teaches us immediately the first thing God made you right simultaneously when he made you free from sin he made you a servant of righteousness because that's what the new man serves the new man can't serve god can't the new man can't serve anything but righteousness and true holiness because that's who he became in Christ Jesus, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and that's the avenue through which he serves God. And if if we find ourselves not expressing the fruits of righteousness, it's the flesh. It's the, it's the outer man who's perishing, and the inner man... Mm, He he will only serve God in righteousness and true holiness. So when we put him on is really not some vain imagination of us trying to slip some kind of clothing on or something that even preachers find the foolishness and the folly of getting involved in those even because they don't know the way of the cross. They could talk a little bit about becoming a new man in Christ, but if they don't know the way of the cross as it pertains to daily living, daily experience, they're not going to have much to say, and even what they say is pretty much, even though they'll tie scriptures to it, is going to end up in the flesh. It's going to end up in the flesh if they don't just stay with Calvary. (laughs) Because the new man can't function if the, if the sin nature is ruling. If that weren't the case, we wouldn't have to be told to put on the new man. The reason we're being told to put on the new man is because it is a conscious decision. And that flies in the face of most preachers that say, well, if you're a Christian, you'll just be living for God. No, no, no. And they're lying, and they know they're lying. They just put on some front and act when they're around everybody because they know when they're by themselves or with their spouse or in other places that it the holiness doesn't just emanate from us because of uh, we are holy and we're justified and righteous in Christ Jesus. We have to put the new man on, which is the same thing as putting on Christ because if we don't know what it means to put on Christ, then we'll never know what it means to put on the new man. And to to put on Christ means that we're expressing him. And if we don't know the way of the cross as it pertains to daily living, then we don't have a clue what it means to put on Christ, to put on the new man. Most Christians will tell you today, well, the cross is all I've ever trusted in. And I understand what they really mean is it's all they ever trusted in for their born-again experience. And this what I'm saying right now needs to come to the pulpit in every place in the world among Christians. We see, congregation, that you're saying that's all you've ever trusted in is for the born-again experience, but obviously you are far from where you should be by now in maturing that you would be if all you had been trusting in all these years daily for all your decisions and all your responses to everything that come your way was the cross, things would be far different in your life, in your marriage, and even your children would have been different if all you've ever trusted in was the cross. But that's not all we've ever trusted in. We've trusted in our own manipulative schemes even though we've not seen them as that thinking that we can bribe God to do this if we'll do that. And and even preachers come along and say, Well, the Bible says if you do this, that God will do that. But not without the blood of Jesus being applied to everything that you claim you're doing. It must be the Holy Spirit doing what's being done. You don't just open your Bible and pick out a favorite scripture and put it on the refrigerator and pretty much, maybe not in these words, but in that deep, hideous place of self in our hearts, uh, we demand that God move on this Bible verse. We demand that God bring forth the fruit of this Bible verse. And that's just not Christianity, my friend. We're to deny self, take up our cross, where we're now involved in His will, His words that He will teach us and guide us into based on where we are with Him in our relationship, based on where He has us now in His will. So we've turned Christianity into all sorts of things other than what it really is. And and, and I'm telling you, we we just now here At any moment before the rapture takes place are beginning to see, I'm not talking about just me, I'm talking about the church as a whole all over the world beginning to see these great truths of how the cross of Jesus Christ has to play a part in our daily lives. Or it's the flesh operating. And about now is when the devil whispers into the ears of God's people and says, well, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect till they're with Jesus in heaven. And we understand those facts, but here's the main question Do those facts eliminate you from pressing ahead and being heartbroken? When you read sermons such as Jesus delivered on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, when you read that, does it break your heart? that you are not found living those things out by the Spirit of God or do you just walk away from it with the excuse, well, nobody's perfect, nobody can do those things, and that's the end of it. That's the flesh. That's what the flesh says if he is what we've got on every day. But if we've got that new man on, He wants to be the man that is experiencing and expressing the very things Jesus taught on the Sermon of the Mount and deep within that new heart he's been given, that new spirit he's been given of God, with that mind of Christ he's been given. He knows that in Christ and by the Spirit of God that he can bear forth the fruits of the righteousness he was created as and in and he can bring forth that fruit of holiness if he learns how to, 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 to be if we learn how to put him on because it's ultimately as a vessel as a vessel, a human being I still have the free moral choice as to who I will put on what I will serve, who I will serve. Read Romans 6 and 16. Don't you know, and it was written not to lost people, but to saved people, spirit-filled people, the church in Rome. Don't you know that to whoever you serve, his servants you are, whoever you yield your members to serve, his servants you are. Only two are listed there and that's all there will ever be. Whether you're serving sin, the sin nature, unto death or you're serving obedience unto righteousness. One is the way of the cross because you're daily fighting the good fight of faith and not just daily but step by step, moment by moment. It is that intense we trust in our being planted together in the likeness of Christ's death that by the glory we behold there, we can be raised up with him by the glory of the Father to experience that newness of life each and every day because it's either that as we put on the new man trusting in Christ and what he did at Calvary that allowed us to become a new man, or the only other option is for us to keep allowing our flesh and outer perishing man to make excuses as to why we ain't got to be that serious, why we don't have to read our Bibles, why we don't need to know all these things. I just love Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I You know the devil has taught the church how to say just love jesus that's all you have to do is just love jesus now he only tells those that that he sees it his plan is working for them if they just think all they need to do is love jesus he knows that their talk he knows that their view of loving jesus is distorted so he'll tell them all they have to do is love jesus But Jesus actually taught. See, what the devil says many times is factual. But the devil will state facts to people that don't really know the truth of what they're hearing. All you really need to do is love Jesus. But here it comes and the devil hates it. But Jesus taught if you love Him... You'll be found following Him, obedient unto Him, obeying His commands, obeying His words. That's what He taught. The devil will use facts if he sees that you don't know the truth of what you're saying. If the truth is distorted, He'll throw everything He can at you that's factual statements, but we don't live by facts. We live by faith that comes from hearing the truth. We don't live any other way. So let's read this again this morning before we move on and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created which really is created to be like God. It's the new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. The Holy Spirit knows what He's doing when He had uh, Paul write true holiness, just like He had Peter write true grace and true this and true that, because there's counterfeits everywhere. That antichrist spirit John wrote, this is how we know we're in the last hour because there are many antichrists there are much more 1900 years later than they're ever thought about being then. They're on every corner in every country, in every town and city in the world. That Antichrist spirit that will even carry a Bible and open it and declare to you the word of the Lord. But without the cross involved, the sacrifice, the great redemption plan of God and yes, even for Christians it will be a distorted view of God's word? When we are hearing truth, righteousness is being shown. To whoever is hearing truth, righteousness is being seen. Proverbs 12 and 17, he that speaks true shows forth righteousness. No one sees righteousness without the truth. And we know because we were made righteous, and made servants of righteousness through obeying that form of doctrine that was delivered us, that means the message of the cross is the truth. And it's what makes every jot and tittle in the Bible truth. That without, it can't be applicable truth. The Holy Spirit can only apply the Word of God as life and liberty and function for the Christian if it is in its righteous context. That means it's being revealed to us through the gospel. Not just in word form, but our trust in the gospel. This this is where we move from the milk, my friends, of the word of God to the meat of God's word where we become the word is actually skillful, but it means more experienced in the word of righteousness. There is no word of righteousness if it's not the word of the cross. How the, Any story in the Bible in the Old Testament was reaching and pointing to Calvary. That's why even after the cross, you're in my life as Christians should bear forth the fruit of the cross of Christ. Everything before it pointed to it and everything after the cross should be pointing back to it. Our words, the fruit of our actions, everything. And again, this is where the devil says, well, nobody's perfect. Nobody gets it all right. Nobody is going to be like Jesus till they see Him as He really is when they meet Him in the clouds. I get it. But God sees the hearts of those who are using those factual statements to stay where they are. God has no intention on leaving you where you are, my friend. But you will have to deny that hideous, evil, deceptive and deceitful, scheming, manipulative manipulative thing called self. Wants to stay where we are. Self wants to do everything but follow the way that denies him and allows that new inner man to be expressed. So let's look at something today and let me see. Here is, write these scriptures down you received today. You can look at them later on your own time and the Holy Spirit will show you far more than you'll ever hear in this little hour-long broadcast. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Look at it. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, Yet the inward man, the inward man is renewed, renewed. Here it is, the spirit of our mind is being renewed if we put on the inward man that's being renewed each and every day. The inward man is renewed. He's being renewed each and and every day while the outward man, of which for the most part rules in almost all of Christianity, is perishing. This is why Jesus taught in John 7:24, "Don't make judgments on outer appearance, because all that's perishing, but judge righteous judgment. Judge righteous judgment. Because the, the new and hidden inner man was created in righteousness and true holiness. It, he, he's the one alone. He's the one that hidden inner man is the only one that's going to serve God in righteousness. Flesh can't bear forth fruit of righteousness. That sin nature can't bear forth the fruit of righteousness. Now that, But through this flesh body... Our actions, our character can be being molded but when anything is being molded and, and there's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of righteousness, that's the fruit of Christ having created a new and hidden inner man. Put him on. Put him on. He's inside of you and really our focus Is not our new and hidden inner man, although that's what we who we are in Christ, and and he, He is in us, that new and hidden inner man. He's not our focus. I'm teaching these broadcasts concerning this so that we can be aware that there's more to the Christian than meets the eye outwardly. Our focus is the Son of God the living Word of God, God Himself that became a man so that He could go to the cross as the Lamb of God to take away our sin, to take away the sin nature, really to crucify us and put us to death and remove us forever and make within Himself, the Bible says, a new man, a new man. The old man is not being conformed into the image of Christ. The outward man that's perishing is not being conformed into the image of Christ. It's the hidden inner man. The outward man is going to perish. He's not being conformed into the image of Christ. What we can see outwardly, it, it can express Christ if it's the hidden inner man that's been put on and our minds are being renewed in the spirit of our minds we're being renewed there through faith in that only thing that made us new creations and also in that only thing that we're being made conformable to in our inner hidden man and that's the death of Jesus You get away from that focus. You get away from where God will work. Read Galatians chapter 5. I have to say it all the time because Christians all over the world, very few of them, and I mean it would break our heart to know. I was one of them. Multiplied hundreds of millions of Christians, hopefully there are that many, in the world, know nothing about Galatians 5 in that if we're allowing the outward man, the fleshly man, the temporary man, the carnal part of us, the self-ish part of us, that law of sin to dominate us that's at work in our members, every Christian, to rule and reign and dominate us, then we're not going to be experiencing that which we could be experiencing. And we need to recognize that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And only the inward man is being renewed day by day, not the outward fleshly man. These these vessels, this, this is a vessel. And through faith in the sacrifice of Christ, I can express through actions, the love of Christ, the mercy, the joy, the peace. It, it can be an outward flow through this vessel if it's taken place because of my faith in the sacrifice of Christ. But when my faith is not there, at any given moment, I'm not trusting in the cross of Christ, <clears throat> then it will be the fruit of self, the fruit of flesh so I want to make sure we get to one thing today, and that is the, the, one of the most popular scriptures that the Lord reveals to those uh, along their way back to the cross as it pertains, faith in the cross, to daily living. The fight of faith. The good fight of faith means you can't move your faith from the cross If you do, then it's you beating the air now, calling it a good fight of faith, and it cannot be a good fight of faith because you can never win the fight that's in the flesh. The good fight of faith is the fight that's already been won by Christ uh, that we're experiencing His victory daily over us because we're trusting in what He did at Calvary on the cross in death to give us what we have. And He brings us back to this place where I believe when He says He will write His laws in our minds, that's in uh, uh, Ezekiel, uh, the promise of the new covenant in, in chapter 36 of Ezekiel. It's also in Hebrews chapter 8, Hebrews chapter 10 about God now forgiving our sins, remembering them no more and putting his words of life and liberty in our hearts and writing them in our new minds Those mind of Christ we now have that the, 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 the new heart and the new spirit we've been given and again wrapped up in that is, a, is the new mind and the saved soul all of that just intertwined. and But yet, there is a law, Paul said, let, let me see here, I've got this somewhere and I want to uh, read it to you. If I can find it here, where Paul said, uh, where, is where is it, where is it, where is it? Paul said, With my mind, I serve the law of God. I believe that speaking of the the new heart and the new spirit and this new mind that can be renewed every day, that that new hidden inner man, where God is writing His law in our hearts and minds now because we're not under the law of Moses anymore but now we are serving God through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Romans 8 and 2. Let's read it today. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life, that means the spirit of God, the spirit of life, the spirit of truth, the comforter, the spirit of grace, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Truth, the Holy Spirit, all these names of the Holy Spirit who is God works according to this law and, 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 and Hebrews 7 tells us because the priesthood changed there was also the necessity that the law change. new priesthood old priesthood gone new law, old law gone New law. Get that. You might as well just say it. New law. We live as God's people now according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's where this new law works. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. The Lord can't start writing His words of law and liberty into the minds of of anyone unless they're born again. That means they're now in Christ Jesus. Forgiven of their sins, a child of God, justified, bought with the blood, given the Holy Spirit, and we could go on and on and on. This is the only place the law of the Spirit of life works in Christ Jesus. Now watch. For the law of the Spirit of life In Christ Jesus, that means faith in his death, that's how you got into Christ, has made me free from the law of sin and death. This is what the Lord showed Paul. This is why he could write so many wonderful and powerful truths tied to Calvary because he finally, by the Holy Spirit, began to understand The cross is the answer for daily, step by step, moment by moment, victory, hallelujah, that will not be experienced and cannot be expressed if not being experienced outside of faith in Christ Jesus. That means in His death. It don't mean nothing else. If you're listening to anybody tell you that in Christ Jesus means anything other than faith in His death, then you're listening to somebody that's still operating under the carnal flesh because the new law that functions among the new priesthood, which all Christians are, the new priesthood of believers, only functions through faith in the death of Christ. Not just once to get you in and now everything's automatic. When you have that thought, you've got to go back to Galatians 5 where the born-again, spirit-filled church who'd experienced miracles of God in their midst fell from grace. And the Bible says there in chapter 5 of Galatians, verses 1 through 4 or 5, Christ can no longer now affect them or profit them. Get that. Because they've fallen from grace. How'd they fall from grace? Not by committing a sin but by no longer obeying the truth the truth of the cross they were now tr- going back to circumcision just like today's church goes back to government of 12 and most of them hear something like i'm saying now and will say i'm not even tr- i'm not trusting in that that's like a catholic say they're not trusting in mary when they're praying to her come on man We're not dumb animals. We we say horrible things uh, uh, and feel so grievingly, if that's a word, sorry for people who bow down to rocks and worship rocks and say we'd never do that. But we're denying God whenever we're trusting in our own works. And all there is to trust in is our own works or Christ in His finished and perfected work. There are nothing else to trust in. So while we're not trusting in the cross, we've got to be trusting in something else. When today that dilemma, that crisis, that crossroads, that diagnosis given, that, that attack, that whatever happens today at any given moment as the scene might change in your journey today, you will be forced to choose what you will trust in, who you will serve. I hope you're getting this today. You will be forced to choose. If you say, well, I'm not choosing to serve anybody, you've already made the choice who you're serving right there. Self. You decided, I'll just... Do what I want. Serve who I want, when I want, how I want, where I want. There it is. That is serving the sin nature unto death. The other is when I collapse. I subject myself to the truth of the cross and I deny what I think and how I feel and all emotions. And I only trust in the crucifixion of my Savior. And I know that whatever power I need is going to come out of that. And I no longer have to just declare, God, I want your glory. I can behold the glory and be experiencing the transformation into that glory if I learn what that glorious image is. Christ had him crucified. So watch The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the only avenue for the new hidden man to be expressed. If we don't understand Romans chapter 8 verse 2, if we don't know that our every moment must be at every decision, every dilemma, every attack, every place of confusion every every single thing that comes before me every stumbling block I must look to the cross if I'm not hearing this I'm not doing this we must attach ourselves to the truth of God's word through faith in the cross or it will not be applicable truth by the Holy Spirit the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Remember, new priesthood, new law, and this is the way all of the new covenant functions, according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If it's not functioning in that place, It's just the outward perishing man doing what he wants in ignorance or doing what he wants in rebellion because he has heard the truth of the cross but now he's ignoring it because he wants self to rule instead of that new hidden inner man to be able to express who he is in Christ. Remember we're told to put him on. That means there will be an expression of Him there. That means there will be the fruit of this salvation. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Unto salvation. 1 Peter 1 and 5, read that. Isn't it wonderful to hear the truth in the light they were written of, which is the light of Jesus Christ and God's redemptive plan, the cross. Isn't it wonderful? Hallelujah. Watch this now. The fruit of the Holy Spirit can only be bare by the new hidden man. The hidden man. Now, before we go, I want to read a verse uh, in 1 Peter. We might have read this last week. I can't remember. I uh, really do so much teaching. We, we're doing Hebrews and we're in chapter 10 on Mondays and Thursdays now. You can watch live on the Curtis uh, the Pastor Curtis, rather Facebook page or the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And we're also ministering the Word of God on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 6.40 p.m. and of course these Friday morning broadcast. Uh, and so sometimes I forget because it's all conglomerated to me. It's not just a whole lot of different stuff being taught it's different portions of God's Word all showing us how powerful God's redemption plan is and where we find the experience of it that we desperately need each and every day no matter what we preach and teach around here it's just always God's words that bring us to the the, the same, place of identification which is in the faith of the Son of God where we experience life and the expression of that new hidden inner man who is the only part of us that can express Christ. Anything that the Lord is doing that's an outward flow is what He's doing through in the hidden new inner man. That's the only one he can communicate with and function in and through. He's the only one that's being conformed to the image of Christ, the death of our Savior. Think about that. You might say, well, I thought he was already everything he would be. Listen, he can be dominated over by the sin nature. The new and inner man doesn't have to be put on, he can be moved out. And the sin nature, dominate and rule. Romans 6.14, everybody who's under law, functioning under law, functioning through faith in what they're doing, the sin nature is dominating them. Even if they're the nicest, sweetest thing and read more Bible than anybody, if their faith is in what they're doing, that's the sin nature dominating. When our faith is in anything other than the cross, the sin nature is dominating. The new man is not owned. Now granted, the new man can be put on and then half an hour later or sooner the new man can need to be put on again. If he's not on, he needs to be put on now. How do we put the new man on? By being renewed in the spirit of our mind. How do we renew the spirit of our mind? By keeping our faith in what made us new to begin with. This place where the Holy Spirit works according to the new law that's in Christ Jesus. And again, somebody might say about this, well, I'm a Christian, I'm in Christ Jesus. This law automatically works. Bad answer. Read Galatians chapter 5, along with all the other warnings to Christians written in the New Testament. We can fall from grace. We can be in a place where... We can't be affected or even profited by Christ. That means the new man is not the one who's being expressed. He's not the one who is put on, so to speak. Somebody else is leading the show. Remember Romans 6 16. It's a who that we serve, it's a noun. It's a noun. It's a who. Either the sin nature, that old man, selfish, hideous, prideful, gross thing called self, or we're serving obedience unto righteousness. That means faith in Christ and His obedience unto death. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Hallelujah to the Lamb. Watch now. I'm going to read this, then we got to close. We'll take off right here next Friday morning. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. Who's ador- now this is talking about a woman, a wife, trying to gain her husband to believe upon Christ, trying to win her husband to Christ. But nevertheless, although this is specifically Scripture about that kind of scenario there, that scene, this is for all Christians in a certain way. So watch. Who's adorning... Let it not be that outward adorning, and it talks about braids and jewels and and, and what we what we might call makeup today. You, you're not going to win your husband to Christ by braids, makeup, jewels. You're going to win him to you. That's going to do something to that outward man, but that lost soul ain't going to come to Christ because of how you look. Watch. Who's adorning, this, let your adorning, don't let it be that outward adorning of the plating of hair, the plaiting of hair, and of wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel, but let it be, if you're going to try to affect somebody else for the purpose of God, for the purpose of Christ, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, the hidden man of the heart, but watch, which is in the sight of God of great price. And We'll start right here next week. God bless you. I pray that the truth of God is being applied to every, every piece of your heart. I pray that God has found in you the place to put his word and write his word and and, and, and and just lead you into more and more truth. When truth fills your heart, joy will fill your heart along with many of the other benefits of Calvary's cross. Uh, God bless you. Don't forget to tune in Sunday morning. If you're in the Amen Corner, we love you. God bless you, praying for you, and help share these broadcasts so that God's people can learn the truth of His Word and that so anybody lost can be found and come to the conclusion that the Lord has been looking for them the whole time, and they can be saved through faith in Christ Jesus and what He did at Calvary. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.